una y dos y dos una y dos una y dos Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC live stream the podcast This show broadcasts out of New York City We are your hosts Cortez NYC and Carla de Puerto Rico And on this show, we talk about art, creativity, city life from a Latino perspective. I'm a visual artist. And I'm a singer. And this is episode 68. Back to work. Let's go. A trabajar. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and Spotify, and on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. And don't forget, I have an online store, Cortez NYC. Dot bigcartel.com that's c o r t e s n y c .bigcartel.com on there you can find original art graffiti pins stickers posters um, all kinds of stuff you can buy to help support your favorite artist and let's get on with the show yeah, kind of. Back to work, Carla. A trabajar. That's right, yeah. Gotta go back to work. Así nos tratan. So bad. Vacation's over. Vacation is over. Ah. Vacation. Back in New York. Yeah, back to the cold, to the windy, to the snow. Oh, yeah, they don't give a break either, man. Not nice, but... I went back to work. The, The second I walk into the office, they didn't even give me a second... I, they, I, I just walked into the room. Everybody's talking. I walk into the room and just out of the corner of my eye, I see that crowd of people, and then I hear out of the side of the out of my ear, I hear, "Oh, there he is." Oh no! <laughs> there he is. The nerve. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, Yeah, okay, I know. I'm here, of course. And of course, they had papers in their hands, and they were ready, ready to ready attack me to with come at you. questions that need answering. Projects oh that God. need addressing. Oh, I know. Yeah, it was, it was. They didn't even. They didn't even let the the tan fade. Wow. Before was they attacked like, me. Oh, your tan. You look nice. Okay. Exactly. Let's, go. Let's get back to work. Exactly. And then all the apologies. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. But but um, uh, can you look at this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, uh, hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah. By the way, how was the trip? Yeah. Okay. Can you look uh, at okay, this? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> we don't know you don't. We know you don't care. So. Yeah. No. What are you asking? Listen, I, I told them, I said, look, I'm back. I understand. I'm back. It's not a problem. Uh, you know, that's the life we live, right? So it I is what it is. Vacations are just a, a short little fantasy, a little, a little daydream. It shouldn't, shouldn't be, be, but... Well, okay. it wouldn't be a vacation if it wasn't. I know, but I don't know. I'm in the belief that you should, you should have more time off. I agree with you. <laughs> or at least, at least um, shorter days for work. Like, work four days in a week and have a full three days weekend. Because a weekend supposed to start on a Friday, but on a, t- on a Friday at 7 p.m., that's not a full day. It's not just two days. Well, I think, I think the but. feeling that I got <laughs> coming back to work is why I... I'm so hesitant to take vacations because I know that the minute you take a vacation, you get comfortable and then you go back and then you get have to get reminded. You right. have to get those hits on the head to remind you why, what, what your daily life is like. Right. And I can't complain. My, my, I, I enjoy my job, you know, but 
it is a reminder that we, we're here to work and, mm-hmm. you know, beaches yeah. and Chiva buses and all that stuff is just... That's sad. <laughs> it should be part of our regular routine. All right. Well, anyway, um, we're back to work. Okay, we're, we're back. We're back in the studio. We're recording a podcast and we're going back to artwork too. So this week, I wanted to talk about the power of the pencil. Mm-hmm. I've been putting this one off for a while. I had wanted to go back to the subject then. It's something that is near and dear to me. So if you guys are listening out there, all you artists, pull up a chair. All you graffiti artists, gather around. Tell your homies, gather around. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the pencil. And I think the pencil is something that we all take for granted. Uh, many of us have feel too we feel too cool for pencils now, right? We're, we're beyond the pencil. Yeah. Now we have fancy tools that we have to get either online, a computer, or a, a program that's going to help me be the best artist. Yeah, or, you don't need an actual pencil. You just pencil need no your, your technological pencil. Yeah, well, yeah I, have my, I have my iPad. I have my, iPad, yeah. my Wacom tablet, my iPad. I don't need a pencil anymore. What <laughs> a pencil? What am I, a caveman? Yep. What do I need a pencil for? But, but I'm here to tell you, uh, if you did a little research and you went back and backtracked and, and learned a little bit about the pencil as I did, I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to bore you with too many facts, but I'm going to give you some. Mm-hmm. But if you did a little research, you will realize the power of the pencil. The pencil is an amazing tool. It changed a lot of things in culture. It traveled around the world. Yeah. Um, the pencil is, it's, it, if you, if you research the pencil, you're going to find some, history videos that will tell you that the pencil is the perfect example of a an invention that is perfected by usage over the period of time by many cultures hmm. so it was invented for one purpose but yeah. then another culture took it on and added their little element to it and then the next culture added to it and then they used the pencil for what they needed and then so on and so on until eventually we ended up with what we know today as the modern pencil. Mm-hmm. Now, the modern pencil... Mechanical pencil? No, the, the modern pencil. What is what the first thing... Wood, what wood, is the first thing you imagine when I think of... When I say pencil, what comes wood, to head? Uh, the yellow wood pencil exactly. with the uh, brownish, reddish um, eraser. Exactly. Yep. That's, that's the modern pencil. Hmm. And even the eraser, adding the eraser to it yeah. was... A cultural addition to the pencil. Painting it yellow was a cultural addition. Before it was painted yellow, it was in many different forms yeah. and many different colors. Hmm. And until they finally settled on yellow mm-hmm. and it became the most popular. And then to this day, when we talk about uh, pass me a pencil, you imagine a yellow pencil yeah. and you imagine a number two pencil. That's yeah. another invention uh, along the history of the pencil. Um, grading the the amount of graphite in the pencil mm-hmm. became a thing. So calling it number one or number two or number three, eventually number two became the most popular, yeah. the most common. Um, but all right, just to go, let's go for some quick facts and then we'll just discuss a little bit about the pencil. I don't know if I'm going to bore you, Carla, but let's go with this. Well, let's go. I'm here to learn. Well, as always. I'm sure you've used the pencil in your life. Yeah, I was going to say that even if you're not an artist as a person. Oh, 100%. Um, with a pencil or a pen, if you handwrite stuff, I think you remember. Um, I think it's more um, meaningful yes. than writing in your phone. I, I found that sometimes I write stuff by hand and 
it means more to me and I feel like I'm doing more than just writing a text on my phone or keeping notes. Well, um, well I'm, so here, I'm here to tell you that the pencil doesn't discriminate. The pencil is not really a drawing tool. Mm -hmm. The pencil is actually a mechanical tool mm. that eventually became a drawing tool. Okay. It became the premier drawing tool. So it started for it, writing? or For writing. Yeah, to keep for, for information. Not even for keep information, to mark things. Oh, wow. Okay. We'll get into that. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let's get into the facts. A pencil is an implement for drawing or drawing constructed of a narrow solid pigment core and a protective casing that prevents the core from being broken and or marking the user's hand. So that's the main thing of the pencil is that it's it's got a sort of pigment, but it's encased in something to prevent it to get on your hands. On your hands. Mm -hmm. Versus, let's say, charcoal yeah, yeah, yeah. or paint yeah. or things like that. Uh, pencils create marks by physical abrasion leaving a trail of solid core material that adheres to a sheet of paper or other surfaces they are distinct from pens which dispense liquid or gel ink onto a marked surface so a pencil compared to a pen or gel is that a pencil it through the abrasion of rasping the pencil on the surface you mm -hmm. leave behind the mark mm -hmm. that's the key thing most pencil cores are made of graphite powder mixed with clay binder that's important to note that it's graphite yeah it's not lead yeah. A lot of people talk about pencil lead, and it's not lead. It's actually graphite in clay, in a clay binder. Uh, graphite pencils traditionally known for uh, known as lead pencils, quote unquote in in quotes, a lead mm -hmm. pencil produce gray or black marks that are easily erased, but otherwise resist resistant to moisture. Um, all right, blah 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 blah. The rest of this is mm -hmm. blah 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 blah. Okay, uh, let's just talk about the the word. Yeah. The word pencil, old French. Pincel. Oh, okay. So that was interesting. Um, the word pencil doesn't really actually refer to a graphite lead tool. The word pencil refers to pincel, which actually refers to a brush. Yeah, exactly. In Spanish, pincel, a brush. Pincel brush. Mm -hmm. and so in English, when you say pencil, you're actually saying a French word. Mm -hmm. And you think that by saying pencil... You're saying, Something, yeah. You know, but it's pincel and it's actually, um, it, ref it refers to a fine brush of camel hair. So the pincel is the camel hair brush. I mean, but that kind of makes sense because before pencil, they, uh, people were writing with brushes. With exactly. Kind of like, uh, uh, yeah, a brush with the um, ink mm -hmm. on the side and they will write letters or stuff, so... So, so here they talk about the discovery of the pencil sometime in 1565, 1500s, England. They found a big deposit of graphite. Um, apparently it was um, originally the people that were using it. Uh, I don't know if this is 100% true or just a fun fact, but mm -hmm. there was people that were marking their sheep. Mm, okay. They needed a way to mark their sheep. They were sheep herders, farmers, and mm -hmm. they needed a way to mark their sheep. So they found this graphite. They figured that the graphite would be a good way to mark the wool of the sheep on mm -hmm. the body of the sheep just by leaving a mark on them. And that's where it started. The whole thing started with like, yeah, this is a good tool. Let's use this this rock that we found, this, yeah. this material, and let's mark the sheep with that. And then eventually it was like, well, we, we can use this to actually mark more things and then to write. And then when they started using it to write and all that stuff, then they started saying, well, how can we do it so it doesn't get on your hands? Because it's, it's like charcoal. Yeah. Like, but it's not. It's gra graphite, right? Yeah. So then they said, well, let's use it. Let's turn it. Let's bind it into clay. 
let's put it into the into the first they started using i think uh materials to wrap it in mm -hmm. but eventually they figured out to use wood mm -hmm. and that's when it became more popular wow. by by putting the the turning into fine lead inside of the wood and then eventually fast forward it comes to the united states they invented the way of doing it in a hexagon shape so instead of being circular mm -hmm. they learned that they could make more pencils and save the wood Mm -hmm. and actually shape more pencils by making it a hexagon shape. Mm -hmm. So it has those flat edges yeah. instead of being, yeah, you know, smooth and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And that became part of the modern, the modern pencil. And then eventually they added an eraser and the, the metal with the eraser on the tip. And that yeah. was the game changer because then it became a tool that was its own tool it, it, you didn't need a pencil and something to erase. Exactly. No, you have everything. Everything in one. was in the one, and and then it became a what you were describing. It became a, a writing tool where you could erase. Yeah. As opposed to all these years, people were painting and inking. Yeah. So you left the mark, and it was permanent. Now you can think and rethink, mm -hmm. and you can take back what you wrote. Edit. It edit can your edit words your and words <laughs> and that's a game changer yeah. believe it or not back then that was a game changer you had of an course. undo button of course um and i think people now take it for granted yeah you you have a pencil you have the power to put your ideas down lightly mm -hmm. to erase them to mm -hmm. take it back to redo them and, and people people don't realize the power they have with the and pencil. i don't know if that happened to you but what happens is that as kids, we use pencil for so long, and they keep you using pencil when you're in school because you have to, if you have to erase something or anything, when you get to a certain grade or when you get to college, you don't want to use pencil no more. Of course, you and you use want the pen. to use the pen. Yep. And you and then from there you continue to use the pen without realizing well, if you make a mistake with the pen, you're making a mess. Right. While when you had with the pencil the ability to erase and 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 edit your words yep. so that's funny because now that's what we do as as people growing up <laughs> yeah uh, and the, so the the pencil became yellow um they decided to go with a yellow uh paint for the shell of the of the pencil mm -hmm. um because they were they were trying to market it uh, apparently the, the 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 uh the finest pencils or whatever were coming from asia Okay. And they were trying to market the, the idea that all pencils, all the pencils made in England or wherever they might be made or in Siberia, wherever, that they would be painted gold because gold was a color from Asia. Oh, it was yellow. Yellow was a color. Uh, it was a color of royalty from Asia. So by association, they figured, well, we, if we paint it yellow, people are going to yeah. think that it's more expensive and a finer quality. Yeah. And that's where they ended up sticking to yellow. Wow. Um, for that's, me, the yellow just represents school. Exactly. Now, for me, yeah, I see exactly. it, and it's like a yellow bus. Uh, <laughs> exactly. You know, the the sign for school is yeah. kind of like in that type of yellow, but that's that's interesting to know. Um, so, not to bore you with any more history, let's get to the fun facts. Let's get into not the fun facts, but let's get into the fun tips. Um, yes. Drawing with a pencil, power of the pencil. I think the pencil is one of the most powerful tools it allow like we said it allows you to edit it allows you to erase it allows you to do all these things but what a pencil allows you to really do and this is my uh, opinion as an artist a, a pencil allows you to do to imitate many different mediums and all in black and white all in in just a grayscale mm -hmm. 
um, with a pencil, you can do hard edges. Mm -hmm. You can do cross hatching. Uh, with a pencil, you can do very soft fades. You can you can use a smudging uh, tool to or or the tip of your finger to smudge the pencil and give you a very soft, almost airbrushy, almost watercolory kind of looks. Yeah. Or you can use the pencil on, on its on its uh, on its side, and you can pass it along the, the a rough paper and get like a nice charcoal look mm -hmm. where it crumbles up and you get a very grainy feeling and a combination of all these things can happen in your drawing and i don't think people take advantage of that i think people when they draw when they draw with a pencil especially when they sketch you know a pencil is a tool that you can do either a final piece of art mm -hmm. or a quick sketch mm -hmm. you know yeah. that's what you can do with a pencil you can't really you don't really do that with other other mediums yeah. but with a pencil it's it's there for you at the drop of a dime you can pick up a pencil piece, piece of paper and the only thing stopping you is your imagination you can you can use the pencil to to uh plot very technical if you sharpen it very well and you use mm -hmm. a ruler and everything you can get very technical lines and and uh perspective and you can do something that is uh, either lettering or um architectural or or, or like a mechanical kind of drawing or you can at the same time mix that and just smear some of it with a kneaded eraser or, or, yeah. or an eraser you can smudge some of it off erase some of it and then start going into it in a very loose fashion yeah. on top of that so this mixture of styles and textures and textures and yeah. all that is something that you can do with a pencil so easily and people don't take advantage of that um, I think that's where I, I wanted to kind of speak on this because I think I think some of you artists out there, some of you beginning artists that might take the pencil for granted and might think that you have to move on to oil paint. I have mm -hmm. to move on to airbrushing or if you're a graffiti artist, I've got to move on to markers right away. I need Copic markers. That's the only way. But you're not taking advantage if you haven't taken advantage fully of a pencil mm -hmm. and what you can do with a pencil, then you're kind of missing out some information that's in your mind, some ideas that you have. Because you're going to hit the markers and the markers are going to give you some ideas too. I'm all for that. I'm all, I'm all for mixed media. But the pencil is going to allow you to experiment quickly and get some ideas down on paper that you normally, it would take you more time to do otherwise. Um, I always, when I first started drawing with pencils, I always associated with a photograph. Because mm -hmm. I always saw black and white photographs and I said, well, if they can do, if photography can do that in black and white, then I should be able to do that with a pencil. Yeah. You know, if, if a photograph can represent a, a real life thing and all that, um, just by, by using lighting on a piece of paper, then I should be able to do the same thing with my pencil. I should be able to lay down my shadows and all my stuff and represent some sort of likeness yeah. to reality. Um, but I think now I, at, at this point in my life, having drawn so many years with pencils and pens and markers and this and that and the other, I, I can appreciate how a pencil can allow you, especially the erasing part, can allow you mm -hmm. to do and undo. Especially now that I, I work with computers so much, yeah, I see the relationship between designing on a computer and sketching in a, in a book with a pencil. I see the relationship there that, you know, that when, if you allow yourself to sit down with your paper, your sketchbook with the right frame of mind, you can actually explore ideas very quickly and you can explore some complex ideas. Um, another thing that a pencil allows you to do is, is draw, build up in layers. A pencil, people don't take advantage of that, but a pencil allows you to lightly sketch a lot of things in, in a certain 
uh, grade, a, let's say a, a light grade of, of grays, mm -hmm. and then start to build up on that a different concept. So you can layer your imagers, your, your imagery. You can start to develop a background, and then if you do it light enough, right on top of that, start to develop the characters in the front by laying down a little heavier pencil. Yeah. And that's something that I don't think people take advantage of. I think no. I, I think when the people sketch, they just go straight into the sketch and they don't allow themselves that technical know-how. And more and and more now that we have so many different types of pencils because before maybe it was just that number two, but now there's different sizes and and colors, so you can maybe combine different pencils in in one drawing, right? Well, you you also have the different grades of pencil. Yeah, that's that's what I was. Uh -huh. Um, one of the tips that I'll definitely give you guys when you are sketching with a pencil, don't scribble. Realize that even the scribble lines are part of your art. Mm -hmm. And blending them won't go away. Like if you do scribbles, it's because you want your art to look scribbly. So if you're sketching, try to focus your lines and try to make them mean something. Uh, try to use smooth lines from light to dark if you're going to do any shading. Uh, always try to keep a light touch. Always keep your, sh your pencil sharp. I think sharpening your pencil is one of the things that people forget to do the most. Um, also, remember your, your, your contrast. Remember your line quality also. Uh, sometimes when you're sketching with a pencil, you just think, well, it's a pencil, it doesn't matter. But the line that you put down does matter and it will reflect on your final drawing. And it can affect your, your train of thought if you're brainstorming and sketching. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, my favorite pencils, I use uh, an HB, I use a 2B, and I have a, an ebony pencil that I like to use for the darkest. Um, and between those three and a kneaded eraser and a piece of paper, that's all I need to get cut loose. I'm going to post some images of some sketches for you guys to see. Yeah. Um, they look great. Yeah, you guys, get out there. Sketch. Use your pencils. The power of the pencil. It's in your hands. Culture Talk. What? We're back. We are back to Culture Talk. And this Culture Talk, yes. we're going to be reviewing season three of our favorite show. <laughs> One of our favorites. One of. And, and I don't know. After this season, I don't know if it's my favorite anymore. But One day at a time. Applause, applause. Applause. Hey. Okay, yes. One so, day at a time on Netflix. We're going to review um, season three of One Day at a Time. If you guys are familiar with the show, um, it is a version of One Day at a Time. Um, the original show. Yeah, so this is an a, original show. This is a, a, remake, a of remake of the old of the old show One Day at a Time from the 70s or 80s. 70s. Yeah. Um, and it's on Netflix. It's uh, Like Carla said, on, a, on its third season, it's a comedy. It does mix some drama with yeah. comedy. It's a family story of a Latino family, Cuban. A lip, Cuban family that moves to California. Los Angeles. I yeah. think it's Los Angeles. Yeah. And um, and they have the grandmother 
who is Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno, and then you have the mom, you have her kids, which are, uh, I don't know their names, but it's a boy and a girl. Uh, now they're they're big. The kid is already big now. Yeah. Um, the girl is a Latinx. Latinx. She's symbol. lesbian. Yes. And the boy is just you know any spoiled Latino yes. boy in Basically. the family yeah. that you know the, how is in family in Latino households that the boy doesn't do anything but he receives everything. Yeah. From the grandma, yeah, mom, everybody, and everybody else. <laughs> um, and then they got Schneider, who is the the uh, super. He, he's yeah, he's a, the owner of the, the building. Owner of the building. Yeah. The owner of the building. He's also the super. Uh, he is a friend of the family, and he, through the seasons, has become uh, close to the family. He's got a strong relationship with them. Yeah. They have their falling outs, then they had come back together and this mm-hmm. and the other. But he's basically uh, typical American. I think, no, he's Canadian. He's supposed he's to be Canadian. He's yeah. supposed to be Canadian uh, from a wealthy family that who owns the building in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And he is just kind of like a hipster and just like a, a guy, bachelor. Yeah, a bachelor. a bachelor. Yeah. yeah. And then these are the main characters. And then we have other characters that come and go um, to basically make the story complete Mm -hmm. and during this season um, as on the other seasons they mix comedy with drama you get these moments where um, it's a family conversation and it's also a social conversation because they touch on a lot of um, things that are happening right now in society like for example the Me Too movement Um, there's an episode where uh, they're talking about Finsta, which I didn't know what that was, but Finsta is an Instagram for friends. So supposedly that young people now, um, teenagers, are creating Finstas, um, which are Instagrams for friends, just for their uh, an account just for their friends, an Instagram account just for their friends. Mm. And over there, they post photos of themselves or whatever they want to share with their friends. And uh, the son of the family is sharing some photos um, of girls and making, of girls and of him with girls making comments that are kind of machista. And, you know, the mother gets to see this post and they start telling him that he is being um, machista and that she, and that he is basically um, talking about women in a disrespective manner and that's how they start with the me too movement and they basically escalate the way that he talks about women to what can happen to women um outside if they're walking on the streets and somebody's is telling them yeah it took a serious turn yeah the episode yeah and and then if it's if what can happen to women um if they're walking on the street and someone is is calling them names or um, in a private environment where men can take advantage of women and then they take a little thing that happened with him um, to give examples of bigger things and tell him hey this is not right it starts like this and then it can continue to be like this other thing um, th- that's one of the topics that they touch on that is pretty serious yeah I, j- I just because you got me with this thing about Finsta. I just found, yeah. I just researched it and Finsta is fake Insta. It's fake Insta. Fake Instagram. 
It's a finsta,、oh. and this is something that the twenty-somethings and the you know teens are doing, creating yeah, their own little fake account so they can be wild and do whatever they want.、Oh, okay. Basically, like a like what Tumblr was. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Tumblr was basically that, and you were like in a quiet, secretive space that nobody knew about、space. Tumblr. Yeah. yeah. Safe space where you can share your craziness. All right, but yeah, I think that episode was interesting. It, it, the funny thing is that it was one of the first episodes, and and immediately it made the show get kind of serious, kind of fast. Yeah. And that I think set the tone for the whole season, where I think that, I think the best season so far was the second season. Yeah, I think so too. But, but um, I think the I think the other seasons had some serious stuff, but、mm-hmm. they didn't hit you over the head right away.、Mm-hmm. Or maybe the other stuff wasn't like so. So maybe so、um, yeah, recent. Or recent, or I couldn't identify with it.、Mm-hmm. But I think here they this season they really try to like hit you over the head with social commentary. Yeah. So they did that, but also they had some fun stuff when they introduced Gloria Stefan as、oh, one、yeah. of、uh, <laughs> Rita Moreno's. Yeah. Sisters, yeah, and、funny. they had like some type of fallout before getting together again after many years. And what was funny is that、uh, the the character of Gloria Stefan, which was Rita Moreno's sister, had a daughter.、Um, and Penelope, which is Justina Machado, she's the daughter of Rita Moreno. <laughs> um, she is trying to also reconnect with her cousin because she really misses her, but be- because the Sisters are not talking to each other. Then the cousins cannot talk to each other. But then after everything, the the sisters get back together. And the funniest part of that episode is that at the end, when everybody's happy and everybody's back together, the cousin, the daughter of Gloria Stefan, says that oh, and let's cheers for something like that, and let's cheers for、um, to make America great again, something like that. She said. And then Penelope was like, "Oh hell no!" <laughs> and、right. and she was like, I, "I guess I don't really need you in my life no more." <laughs> so that was a funny point. It was it was interesting because,、um, well, it, it's good that they dragged Gloria Stefan into the onto the show,、mm-hmm. um, but she did the she does the theme song. Yeah, she does it. So that's interesting that、mm-hmm. they kind of bring her in, and and it's the whole Cuban family thing. Even though the actors aren't really Cuban. Yeah, the actors on the show playing Cubans aren't really Cuban, but you、At、know Gloria Estefan being a Cuban and、yeah. then having her make the theme song and then having her appear that was that was kind of cool. Yeah, gave a, gave a little authenticity. Yeah, that was really cool.、Um, they also brought a character of Tito, which was Penelope's brother, and it was mostly also to show how in、oh, Penelope is the mom. Penelope. I don't know why I didn't. Mom,、yeah. I didn't catch her name before. Penelope. Yeah. That's Justina. Justina's Machado character, which is the mom, which is the daughter of Rita Moreno. Right. Yeah. I, it, until the, it took three seasons for me to catch that her name is Penelope. Penelope. Mm-hmm. I know. Um. So there's an episode where they bring、uh, Penelope's brothers back, which is Tito, and like I was saying, it was mostly to show how. In Latino households and families, the brother or the male figure in 
in the family it's it's more spoiled yeah it's got privileges uh, and it got privilege and more when you have a, a daughter and a son or a sister and a right. brother um where the mother was always justifying that the son couldn't be there when she was in the hospital or that the son couldn't be there for special occasions. And she will say always that, oh, it's because he's working so much. Yeah. It's because he's ha sacrificing himself, you know? He's so good. Um, and then they have some uh, confrontation when they're at dinner. And basically um, what the end of the episode showed is that The son was always the baby, so he never was mature enough to um, overcome certain issues. And that's why he couldn't be there where th when the mother was sick or when the father died or stuff like that, because he felt like he, he wasn't prepared to deal with those type of situations. Right. Which it was, I think it was a good episode because that happens a lot in, in Latino households um, and in families in general, I think. Yeah, I think that it, that was a good point. Um, the, the idea that she, um, that it was such a clear distinction between him being like single and on his own and doing his thing and just yeah. living his best life and ignoring responsibilities within the family, yeah. the extended family, while she has the two kids, you know, divorced, this, that, and the other, struggling, trying to make a better life for her and her family, and always, could, and and the mom lives with her mm -hmm. on top of that, uh, but he's on his own, enjoying himself, and to see the contrast was interesting. The conclusion, I think, was kind of wrapped up kind of quickly, like a regular sitcom, where they try yeah. to wrap it up just to make you feel better, but but I think it was a good point. Yeah. It was a valid... I, I really I, thought I, that I he was it. coming back on the next episodes, Right. I thought they were introducing him to make him a permanent character. And they yeah, didn't. like to try to build up, build up his relationship with the family and, and try to make the connection there that he's exist. That's what I think this season didn't have, that the, previ the previous seasons had more connections episode to episode. Yeah. This one felt not so connected that way. It felt like we have a problem this episode. It's, it's resolved. Next episode, new problem, resolved. Resolved, yeah. It's true. But the only thing that I saw connection with it was Nige, uh, Schneider. Schneider. Right. So we'll get. So let's talk about that Schneider. So he's a big part of this season. Yeah. So this season basically is the development and the story of Schneider, and he is a alcoholic. Uh, he's an alcoholic, a, a recovering alcoholic. Recovering alcoholic. Right. And what happened in this season is that he met someone, so he was going to get serious with her but then his father comes into town and he comes from a family that is privileged that is white and that is rich so his fam his father comes to the building and and he tries to kind of reconnect with his son but his whole purpose was to go to a building to check it out so then he can sell it right and and build a condo in 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 that place uh but what happened is that the father brings him a bottle of alcohol like a tequila or something yeah it was some expensive bottle in a box and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff and and then schneider's tempted to drink it and then it's the whole thing of because he got into an argument with his father because his father wants to sell the building because the building was so good and he schneider felt like he felt like a resentment towards his father because 
he was like well finally you recognize that i do something good the work that i'm doing in this building mm -hmm. but it's only for you to take advantage of it and sell it mm -hmm. and then schneider doesn't want to do that so then now he dismisses his father but in the process he ends up building this resentment and he starts going back to the drinking yeah to identify with his father so it's obvious that a lot of his drug problems and alcoholism comes from his relationship past relationship with his father yeah. or his personal relationship in the family and then you know the people the main characters of the one day at a time show the the, the latino family they come in and try to they they try to help him they mm -hmm. see the signs they see the symptoms they try to confront them they try yeah. to you know put that weight on him to say hey look we're all here for you and you're setting a bad, a bad example for the kids in this family and it you know eventually it, it's resolved where he you know he goes back to alcoholic anonymous exactly he goes back to trip to double a and then he's like you know hey i i uh, i'm an alcoholic blah, blah blah i need to i need to keep i need to start again basically yeah. the conclusion was you were you were sober for so long and now you just got to start again yeah and but it's okay but the process of this took at least like four episodes because it was That's up to towards the end so it was like from the middle to the season yeah. of the season up to the end because they don't reveal that he's drinking right away we know it because we know that the sensation is gonna be hard and 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 that he had a lot of uh anxiety and and things going on and more with his father coming into his life again so they don't show that he's drinking I, and that it's so bad up to one point where he's found by the son um, in the laundry room drunk on the floor yeah. with a bottle <laughs> yeah yeah by the fam the son of the family and and he goes in and he's like hey what's going on are you okay and he gets a little bit violent and that's when the son calls um, his mother and they get him and then like you know what this is too much that's it and that's when they go back to rehabilitation yeah well i think i think definitely so i do enjoy the show and i enjoy the characters on, on the show i do think that he is a an interesting character and they did mm -hmm. develop him in they developed him more fleshed him out more as a human you know personality yeah. um but they got, they got rid of his girlfriend yeah They brought in a girlfriend and then got rid of her super fast. Yeah, true. Um, which I felt was developing his character, but then they kind of just just made her fade away quick. Mm -hmm. um, I think the uh, the mom mm -hmm. in this season is another character that shines a lot because she has uh, this um, relationship, a new boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, who this guy who's like um, it's like a Mateo. Yeah, he's supposed to be a Colombian on the show, but he's yeah. he's supposed to be like a friend zone character, mm -hmm. like her her bestie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That she decides, ah, fuck it, I'll I'll have a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. But then after a few episodes, realizes that there's no real sp like spark and Chemistry. magic between mm -hmm. them. It's just friendship. Yeah. Um, so that also comes and goes, mm -hmm. and it's interesting for a moment, but then they kind of fade it out, and it. I feel like that's something that I didn't enjoy maybe about the season, that they kind of just turned it back into a regular sitcom where you're not building up. You're just kind yeah. of like introducing and fading out, introducing I and fading out. I think they tried too much. Maybe, maybe the simple stories were better, where you can see more about the family connection, family's interaction than bringing up topics and, and relationships yeah. that 
we're not going to end up anywhere. Uh, anywhere, yeah. Well, another thing that they talk about is um, anxiety. <laughs> anxiety? Yes, and depression. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, they had the big episode with that. Yeah. Because yeah, the mom is suffering from anxiety and, and depression, and she is going to kind of like a therapy or a group where everybody talks about their yeah. problems and then she's in the struggle of should she tell her kids that she's suffering from this condition or not tell them and what happened is that the daughter actually has an anxiety attack when she is going to take a driver's license test yeah And that's when she realized, oh, no, I have to really... Oh, no, she's studying at home. That's what's happening. She's studying and she has so much to do that she gets very uh, anxious. And that's when the mother realizes, oh, no, I have to talk to you about this because maybe you might be suffering and you don't even know what's happening. Yeah. And, yeah, that, that was actually a pretty good... I think... From all the topics that they talk about in the episode, I think that was the most... I, I was going to say the same thing. The, the, the best one, because it's something that you can relate to. It's it, something that is a taboo in Latino families. And this is what's something that I wanted to talk about in the podcast. Because I feel like even my mom, she knows that she kind of like suffers from being anxious sometimes and, and being a little bit, you know, like... She cannot control certain things, so it makes her, uh, like, her pressure will go up and stuff like that. And what happens is that in Latino households, in Latino families, it's like, oh, it's normal to have blood pressure, high blood pressure. It's just because, you know. Because we're spicy. We, exactly. No, no, but for real, like, it's like, it's normal, but it's not. It's not normal because you're not treating the you're not having therapy or someone that you can talk to maybe so that you can clear up your head and things that you're feeling that might not be that serious um, or, or you don't have to take it that seriously because maybe are things that are out of your control so maybe you can just leave let it be um, well, I think so. I think uh, I think you're right that that's a that's actually a good topic it's universal a lot of people could identify with it it's good writing mm -hmm. Um, they illustrated it really well by by doing a, by making the scenes turn black and white whenever yeah. she was feeling the anxiety attack, the panic yeah. attack, and and showing the extreme uh, imagery and mm -hmm. hallucination that she's having of a situation, and then turning it back to regular color and showing how nothing's really happening; it's just all in her imagination. Yeah, I think that was interesting. That was really good, um, and I agree with you. Yes, I think I think. Uh, we live in in a world and and some some of us more than others we live in a world that it's full of a lot of pressure and a lot of anxiety mm -hmm. uh i can definitely confess that when i was a teenager i had a huge anxiety moment in my life that uh took took over me for a, a good month month and a half mm -hmm. um where i i think i just didn't really know where i was heading it's just yeah. that, that whole teenage to man type of Uh, time period where you don't know where you're going you feel like you're at, at the end of your rope you're like what's next i don't understand nothing yeah. makes sense where am i what am i even doing like what is this yeah nothing course. works nothing makes sense um 
and I remember going through a lot of things where I had to be kind of talked talked down, you know, talked off the ledge a little bit where people had to be like, you know, in their own way, kind of talking me back down and calming me down and making me see that, you know, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. And I think they illustrated it very well. And I and I guess you're right. It, it's, it's, it's a subject that I don't... I don't know if it was specifically a Latino culture thing, but I will tell you that yes, in the light, in the world that we are right now, and if you're living in the United States, mm-hmm. you probably, if you are Latino, you probably do have some extra anxiety in the back of your head. Yeah. Not that you over other cultures have more anxiety. No, no, no. But I can, I it's can't just, speak. I just can't speak for the other cultures. Yeah. So I can only speak for Latino culture. Yes, I know that there are anxieties there. Yeah. I know there are things that are in the back of your mind. And it's it's a lot also of cultural um, stuff that that um, maybe you're expected to be or you're expected to fulfill right and living in, in the United States maybe um, so far from actual home is so difficult because you cannot be whatever your family is is trying you to be or or, or fulfill whatever they want to be because maybe you are in your own mind you have yeah. so many things grabbing you grabbing your attention so I, I think this topic is a good topic we should definitely explore it on a different episode yeah I know because I think there's a lot there and I and I definitely think it's a it could also be just a culture clash yeah of having a, a culture that you have at home versus a culture that you see outside in the world yeah. can cause this like anxiety in you yeah I could also see that as well yeah, but of course Wrapping up this review of this. Wrapping up uh, one day at a time. Yes. I definitely think that it's a great show. Um, it can be worked out so that it can be like season two, season one, where it was focusing the family and some a little bit about the neighbors, but uh, maybe a little bit more of uh, the connection within the family and development uh, within them. I mean, spoilers for one day at a time. For yeah. the show, I mean the but whole the, the whole they even went, they, they even went to the point of having the freaking grandma die. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> almost die. <laughs> no, they had her die in the episode and come back. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had she her gets see the light and, and see her dead, uh, uh, you know, true, husband, and true. then come back and because it's not her time yet. Yeah. So they even went to the point of having her die. So I mean, this show has gone to the extreme. Yes. And and come back. And come back. It's done so many topics that I think the th- the thing that I would have wanted is for it to just start keep building mm-hmm. um, and build up upon what you've already established with these characters. Yeah. And and I don't, I think that's the only part where I'm not so I wasn't so happy with the conclusion of this season. Yeah. But I, I you know I still like it. I still. Uh, but I hope they, I hope for a season four. Of course, and guys. Of course. Yes. Um. So this is happening. You not you guys need to watch the show because they need more viewers in order for them to renew it for a next season. So go, go to if, Netflix. Go to Netflix or, if you haven't your, watched it. Or your bootleg. Uh... Well, no. Go to Netflix <laughs> if you haven't watched it and watch some one, two, and three, and hopefully we'll get a season four of One Day at a Time. Yeah, it's a good show. Oh man, hablando español, Carla. We came back from Colombia. Uh-huh. We're back here in New York. Yes. I hope you brought back some Spanish for me. 
Yes, I have some Spanish for you. Oh, you really? What Spanish you got for me? Go ahead, hit me. How do you say... Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Yes. I'm sorry. Before we start this, just in case there's some new listeners out there, because uh, I see you guys out there. Hablando Español is a section that we do in every episode, which is basically, it is, it is our way, mine and Carla's way of exchanging words. Um, I'm obviously stronger in English. She's stronger in Spanish. Yes. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> but uh, this Puerto Rican stuff is not easy, man. <laughs> but um, no. But it's it's our way of enforcing and reinforcing uh, a, a time in our week where we actually force ourselves to practice Spanish and to investigate some words and we'll cha challenge each other in a, in a playful way to uh, come up with it. Do you know this word in Spanish? No? Exactly. All right, let's find Do you know this word in English? Nope? No. Okay, let's find so let's out. Find it. And, uh, and it's not so much about learning Spanish, it's more about speaking Spanish. Hablando Español is literally speaking Spanish. That means just practicing it. Practice the words you, know, you do know. Yeah, let's that's go. What it is. Okay. Hablando so, español. Hablando español. How do you say? Yes. Power. 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 I know. And it's it's often used. Poderoso. O poder. Power is poder. Yes. Poder is and what's power. Poderoso. Poderoso is powerful. Pero poder. That's yes. interesting because Why? poder is also can do. Uh, yes, yes. So if you have the power, you can do it. But that's not true in, in English. I know. But power is not the same thing in English. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder what that means about English. But in Spanish, poder is strength and power, but, but, to, but poder is like to be able to. Yeah. To be able to do. Yeah. Specifically, to do. To be able to do. Yeah. That's, that's what it is in All right. Spanish. All right, dale. Okay, how do you say yes. beyond? Beyond. Ooh, that's a good one. Beyond. It, it's one word? No. No. I knew it. Okay, so I do know it. Beyond is más allá? Yes. It is? No. Al infinito y más allá. You remember? Yeah. Este, no, I don't remember. You I never, don't know who's I, that? I, I, yes, Buzz Lightyear, but I never oh, saw Buzz it. Oh, Buzz Light. I never saw so it. So how you know it? Because I translated it quickly in my bilingual brain. Al infinito y más allá. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear. Um, um, yeah. So más allá is beyond. Seriously? Yes. Hmm. A bit, I, I feel like... There's more definitions for it, but that's it. Okay, yeah, no, you're right. 100%. Más allá. Más allá. Um, how yeah. do you say this is the power of pencil, so we have to do it. How do you say pencil? Oh, man, you're going to kill me with this because we're going to have five different words. No. Pencil. Not it, for pencil. Bueno, pero, pero, all right. So pencil, oh, I, the way I always God. said pencil was lapis. Yeah, that's what it is, lapis. But I have heard people say pincel. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. Who? I have heard it used that way. So. I don't know who you said that, but okay. No? No, lapis is lapis. Okay. Pincel is pincel. Okay. Sorry. How do you say number two? <laughs> uh, that sounds funny. Uh, number two. 
Number two is numero dos. Okay. Numero dos. How do you say yes. imitate? Imitate. Imitate is... Oh, I almost tripped on that one. Imitar. Yes. Imitate is imitar. Um, do you remember, you were talking about what's the pencil made of? And there's a material that Oof. is called graffiti? Come on. Graphite. Graphite? Yeah. How you say that in Spanish? Ah, that I don't know. Graphite. Let me think about it for a second. Graphite in Spanish. That's a good one, Carla. That's a good challenge right there. Graphite. Yeah. Um, el lápiz tiene carbón? No. It's not carbón? No. Carbón is... Carbon. Carbon. Carbon is carbon, but graphite is... you want to know? Yes, please. Grafito. No. Yes. No. Grafito. It's a specific material because it's not carbon, it's grafito. Grafito. Yes. Grafito is graphite. Grafito. That's interesting. It's interesting that gra graphite, graffito, and graffiti. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that interesting? Very interesting. Graphite, gra graphic art. Mm -hmm. Graphite. We were just talking about the power of the pencil and a graphic artist that doesn't realize that it's coming from... That is coming from a pencil. And how do you say anxiety? Anxiety? Ay, esa palabra, anxiety, yeah. Ansiedad. Okay, good. That's it. Carla, we wrapped up another episode. That's right. And I learned a lot of Spanish straight from the streets of Cartagena. Thank you, Carla. You know it. Yes. <laughs> Perfecto. <laughs> Wait, so so you go to Colombia for a minute and now you're straight from the streets of Cartagena? Sí, I go to Puerto Rico I'm and from I'm, Cartagena. Tú eres de Cartagena. Yo soy de Boca Grande. Oh, yeah? No, yo soy de Barú. ¿De Barú? De la playa Barú. Oh, my God. And, and when I go to uh, Puerto Rico, yo You're soy... de playita. Yo soy de playita. Yeah. Para mi gente en playita, ya tú ya sabes. Ya tú sabes. So, next episode, I might have another review okay. of a movie. Cool. Let's do this. Next episode, guys, tune back in. <laughs>